Okay, Dr. Amara McCoy, so excited to have you on the podcast today. There are so many amazing things I want to talk about. I know you have a super busy schedule, so I'd love to hop into the fire round. Are you ready? I'm ready, and thank you for inviting me. Just ready to share information with anyone that's looking to hear a little bit more. (laughs) Absolutely, super excited. So our first question is talking about gifts. What is the book that you've given the most as a gift to people? It's an interesting question because I didn't know giving books was a thing until I actually got (laughs) one from somebody. And um, it was the first one that I had received and the first one that I actually gave away. And it's kind of made its rounds through the group of friends that I have. And it's called Narconomics. Um, The book in and of itself was, I think, initially a joke about how you can find economics in about just about anything, including drug dealing. (laughs) Um, And there's this huge background of like the economic tool of buying, selling, and finding. And it it taught me quite a bit about going into the industry I'm in now, which I'm sure we'll get to, really finding my niche and my clientele. There's always a buyer and there's always a seller. I love that. Economics such an important topic to to know and, and understand. Now, I want to talk about failures. This is something we've all seen, we've all had happen to ourselves. Do you ever have any failures that turned out to be a great success for you or helped you get closer to what you're doing now? Yes, I would say um, everything to some extent uh, has been a failure and a success for me because it has evolved into the business that I have today. Um, And that's based on all of the things that I learned that went bad. It wasn't because I immediately saw a need in the market. It was because my own career was hitting brick walls, which is something that I I talk about a lot in a lot of the interviews that I do. I think that Black women have brick walls and white women have glass ceilings. I never see a glass ceiling because I'm trying to get through a a brick wall. Um, So it's, it's a completely different set up for how my career went in comparison to some people that had very similar backgrounds, very similar education. And those failures that I saw within businesses that I worked at really propelled me to be in the business that I'm in now. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. We'll definitely touch base on that in in, in a little bit. Now, I want to have kind of a fun question. If you had a billboard, a gigantic billboard, You can put whatever text, image, colors, anything you want on it. And millions of people would see it. What would you put on that billboard? I would put my website for sure. (laughs) It would definitely say my website. I have learned creating that funnel and driving that traffic to your website is key to getting people engaged. Um, And normally it's just where they see you at. It's when they have the exposure it's a lot of people that do the same thing. It's just a matter of getting in front of the people that need the service. And if I can build that curiosity and, and bring them to a website that gives them some things to read and some things to click on, then um, that is exactly what I would put on that board. Love it. I love it. And if you happen to have anything like a, a philosophy, a quote or a mantra, what quote or mantra would you potentially put on that billboard as well? Um, oh, that's a good one. And I have a few. <laughs> um, I think my favorite one would be change is not related in time and space. And that just means that 
what we're doing right now in the spaces that we're in right now will not have an immediate impact until later. And so you cannot, you know, stop what you're doing because you don't see immediate results. It does take time. Um, and you may not see it right where you're at. You might not see it in the company that you're in. You might not see it in the city that you're in. But that impact will eventually, that energy will travel somewhere and end up somewhere. And you'll see that change. I love that so much. And it's true. Everything's an amalgamation of, of effort over time and, and gets you to where you are. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about unusual habits or something. Do you happen to have anything that you've been obsessing over lately? I think I have been obsessing over really finding the latest research out there that's relevant to uh, the pandemic. There are a lot of researchers and a lot of research that happens throughout the year, but um, it's really hard to get funding for research. So with the funding being in the space that it is, the delay of actually having research happen that is really recent and relevant to what we're going through um, is few and far between. There's just not enough money and enough big independent research companies that are looking at personalities today and how people are you know, working from home and how that's impacting their physical, mental, emotional health. Um, whether it's good or bad, what, what are the goods and bads that come out of it? Because I'm a writer, I really rely on research and seek out research daily is probably something that people have no idea about me. But that is what I'm doing every night while someone's watching TV. I'm scrolling through research. I love that. That's, that's so fantastic. To just hear that ambition, that drive, and that, that innate curiosity is fantastic. And well, I see a future partnership between us already with uh, some work from home diversity projects. Yeah. So you might have to keep that in the back pocket. Um, I'll get fun. Moving forward, in the last five years, do you happen to have a belief, a behavior, or even a habit that's most improved your life? Going to sleep. <laughs> um, I have a really, I've had a really bad habit of working all hours of the night to a point where there was very little sleep happening in my life. Um, and I started to see that come out in different ways, especially if I, if someone didn't have my attention or a project didn't have my attention, my boredom and my tiredness would, would take over quickly. Whereas I, you know, have learned now that if I get enough sleep, even if I'm bored, I can give you all of my attention. <laughs> so um, as an entrepreneur, I think the first couple of years, you have to sacrifice sleep in order to get things done. But as you settle into your job, you should definitely be able to get a good night's sleep. If you've gone too many years and not, you still haven't gotten a good night's sleep, it's probably not for you because you're not expanding your business enough to give yourself relief. I love that so much. Look at that, that understanding of, hey, you gotta pay yourself first in a yeah. way. Um, and that could be the physical, mental, even financial, uh, to, to be able to get you closer to, to feeling restored and where you need to be. I love that so much. It's so important. So many entrepreneurs fail to do that. Yep. Last two questions of this fire round. In the last five years, what have you become better at saying no to? I've become better at saying no to projects that are not aligned with what I personally am passionate about. 
And that may be a result of not needing to take every project. Um, so I do see that being, you know, an argument. But I will say that saying no to things I'm not passionate about opens doors for um, opportunities where I am passionate. Even if I can't see that door right away, I am not tied to things that I you know, don't feel that I'm learning from or um, don't feel that I'll be impactful with. So um, that's a big part, I think, now of my business in regards to really honing into what I love to do. And of course, hiring people that love to do parts that I don't love to do. I think that's still important, but I personally had to let a lot of things go and outsource a lot of things and begin to really focus my energy on the parts of consulting and coaching and classes that I love. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I definitely want to dive a little bit deeper into that. And I know I said the last two questions, but one more for fun, we'll make it the bonus question. <laughs> What's some of the best coaching advice that you think would be helpful for some of the listeners today to, to hear? You happen to have any advice? Um, yes, actually, Believe it or not, even as a coach, you do need some coaching yourself. And I am in a coaching program <laughs> um, and I have a coach that I work with. I actually just spoke to her yesterday. I would say the best advice that or the best thing she's given me is the pieces that were a large gap for me. I was not a good salesperson. And she has taught me every sales pitch, <laughs> um, every every time to how to close a deal. Um, I would say the best piece of advice she gave me was um, really how to not give away the sauce. So you engage with the client and they're like, yeah, I love what you do. I want to hear more about what you do. How would you solve this situation? How would you solve that situation? I'm a natural talker natural engager so I give away all the information I look for like thank you greatly appreciate it bye-bye well there goes my money out the door they just got the answer <laughs> they're implementing it themselves and they're off on their way so I've learned to say you know I could really help you in that space and let me send you a proposal on what I think you may need and it's high level enough where you want to continue that conversation opposed to let me solve for you I love that so much. Those are all really great points. And honestly, I think it's worth talking about this in the main part of the podcast afterward, <laughs> because that is so amazing. Last question. When you're feeling overwhelmed or, you know, you're, you're unfocused, just having a day where things are just a little scattered, how do you pull yourself back? How do you grab that focus and, and, and bring yourself back back into it to accomplish whatever goals or, or tasks that are in front of you? Um, sometimes it just is a matter of taking a break and whether that means, uh, a drive or a luncheon or coffee outside of your house um, or outside of your office, that break gives you the mental capacity to come back renewed. Um, it's, it's part of general psychology. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll hear people tell you to go to bed, sleep on it, because it allows your brain the opportunity to adjust to different outcomes, play out different outcomes, play out different scenarios. And that's the same thing that a break does. And that's why it's necessary to take them, especially when you're getting to a point where you're not um, focused anymore. Absolutely. Listeners, that's all we have for part one of the Fire Run with Amir McCoy, PhD. 
Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your insights on this first round. Please check into part two where we take a deeper dive into her background, learn about coaching, understanding her impact in the go-to-market strategy, the coaching, the classes, hiring teams, and being an entrepreneur in general.